0: The following is rated not safe for work. It contains strong language, adult situations, and lots and lots of spoilers. Discretion is advised.
1: In the criminal justice system, cinematic-based offenses are considered
0: especially heinous. The dedicated attorneys who investigate these villainous films are members of an elite squad known as the Reels of Justice. These are their stories. Order, please, order. The Reels of Justice is now in session. Just blue shell in the last lap, Ryan Luis Rodriguez presiding. We all rise for the Honorable Judge Rodriguez?
2: Be seated. Welcome to the Reels of Justice. Today we are hearing the case of the People vs. Super Mario Brothers, a 1993 adventure comedy film about two Brooklyn plumbers who must rescue a princess from a parallel universe controlled by a tyrant bent on interdimensional domination. For those of you unfamiliar with our court proceedings, we are here to determine if this film is guilty of being a bad movie. As always, in this courtroom, films are to be considered excellent until proven awful, and the burden of proof lies upon the prosecution to prove beyond a shadow of a reasonable doubt that this film is guilty. Mr. Maynard Bangs, you're appearing on behalf of the prosecution. You may present your opening statement.
1: Your Honor, esteemed members of the court, and of course my well-honored colleague here, I'm not going to stand here today and give you any ruby gooses about how films must always strictly adhere to their source material. In fact, sometimes straying from the source material can be a wise choice and result in producing a superior work than the original i.e. Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, but we must ask ourselves in this court, how far is too far to stray from one source material? What if a work has so completely departed from what is supposedly based on that it becomes wholly unrecognizable from it? At what point do we say, okay, you're not actually interested in adapting this story. You're just interested in using the title to try and capitalize on the popularity of the franchise. Because that is certainly the case with 1993's Super Mario Bros. Not only am I convinced the writers and directors of this film had never played a Super Mario Bros. game, I'm convinced they've never even seen one. Instead, they merely had the premise of the game vaguely explained to them by a man
3: shouting across a (laughs) soccer field, Oh, well, you know, they're plumbers! Plumbers? (laughs) Yes, plumbers, and they live in a mushroom kingdom with uh, dinosaurs and these things called goombas, and they can jump real high, and then there's fireballs flying around every which way. Wait, go back to the part about the goombas. What are they like? Oh, and they use a series of interconnected pipes to travel around everywhere. They travel (laughs) through pipes? Why? Because they're plumbers. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) okay gotta go good luck with your
2: movie was that it that is it (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you mr bangs appearing on behalf of the defense is mr neruda williams please present your opening statement
4: um first of all i I, i'd like to uh just say I, i love this movie and this movie is a movie that represents a lot of my childhood not just because it's an adaptation one of the first i think uh video game adaptations that was uh that was ever done but also because it's one of the it's an adaptation of one of the most essential video games to at least anyone my age um we didn't need it to actually be to actually make sense i mean the original video game doesn't make sense the original video game is made by a bunch of japanese guys talking about plumbers uh chasing magic mushrooms and dragons it it, (laughs) it, was it was it was never based in reality so this 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 um uh feature film version yeah, is 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 enough because it exists, right? Um, on its face, then the the second part of my defense is it stars two of the greatest actors known to man, John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins. I mean, these guys are brilliant, and I don't care what they do. I could watch Bob Hops, Bob Hoskins, you know, play a a a a succulent flower and it would be interesting (laughs) um John Leguizamo can play literally everybody's family member in his family my family your family he's you know he's he's everybody and um I think that in itself is something that we have to cherish and treasure about this this uh this work another thing is um, when you look at films of that era uh, like little monsters or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Every single one, or even um, uh, Total Recall, all these films um, had this underworld, right? This uh, this 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 uh, this whole alternate under society where crime and fun and everything can happen. And I feel like Super Mario Brothers uh, did that spectacularly, uh, and it really represented. Um, everything that I wanted in a, in, a, in a video game, in a sci-fi film at that age. I think I rest my case.
2: Don't rest wow. it yet. You uh, <laughs> go home now? Great. That's okay. I was tired anyway. Uh, thank you, Mr. Williams. Prosecution, you may proceed with your first exhibit.
1: Thank you, Your Honor. My first exhibit is... What the fuck? <laughs> what it's the explained. fuck? Were the filmmakers smoking or snorting or shooting up when they made this fucking thing? It's like they took the basic concepts of the video game series and then just warped and twisted their meanings to suit themselves however they liked. (laughs) Oh, the Super Mario Bros. can jump really high. Okay, so we'll give them special rocket boots to help them do that. Oh, they live in a bright and colorful land called the Mushroom Kingdom. Okay, well, we'll make it a bleak dystopian cityscape (laughs) smattered with neon lighting. Will there be mushroom houses? Fuck no. But we're going to include a ubiquitous fungus growing everywhere. That'll count as our mushroom. (laughs) And just to keep the purists happy, we'll give the brothers their trademark outfits and theme song at the end. This movie has really nothing to do with the story of Super Mario Bros. video games, except for the names of characters and items.
2: Now, can I ask a question to the prosecution? Sure. Uh, Was there actually a story to adapt at this time <laughs>
1: uh, by super mario bros this 93 i think they're on the third one at that point mm-hmm. um there's at least got to be an aesthetic like a visual aesthetic for a setting i'd say
4: i i object i don't i believe this the answer is misleading he is not answering the question the question was is there a story aesthetic is not a story <laughs>
1: There is a story and it's about plumbers that come to this world to save a princess from a giant dragon man. There is a princess, but there's no castle and there's really no dragon man. Um, There's a there's a human man. And, you, you know, that's one of the things about this, Your Honor, kind of going to my next point. There's this parallel universe that this takes place in. Um, You know, and the video games do kind of establish that there are parallel universes. Um, But, you know, so most of the action takes place in this other plane, which happens to have the incredibly unfortunate honor of being named Dino Hatton. Uh, You know, because there's Manhattan and then there's Dino Hatton. And I imagine there's some other universe where man evolved from chinchillas and it'd be called Chinchilla Hatton. (laughs) Kill me. Anyway, in... Dino hat and dinosaurs evolved into man. Because, you know, that's how fucking evolution works. And rather than have them evolve into some cool dinosaur-looking people or, like, you, you know, what we'd expect from the dino- the descendants of dinosaurs, like bird people, Uh we're treated to a bunch of, like, people-looking people. And, uh, you know, and, and apparently, I don't know if that's, like, to save budget. We had a $48 million budget, but we blew it all on crashing like a dozen cars and paying Lance Hendrickson to make a one sentence cameo. Um, Money
0: well spent.
1: <laughs> right. So like there's this, there is this parallel world that's established from the games, but rather than having, you know, lizard people or mushroom people like the game establishes, they're not, a, they're, I mean, they're story elements. I mean, those are characters and you know, that complete the world of that video game. They're not really present here. You know, instead
2: there's their people, People, um, rather than anything that we would have seen in the game. Defense, would you care to respond to the scientific accuracy or accuracy to the games in this film?
1: <laughs> mm. uh,
4: well, I do think they handled evolution pretty well. Um, they uh, what? they, they <laughs> well, I mean they they have they have the egg right, the egg, and the egg does birth a baby though, so that's a little different. But um, but I mean, there's there's dinosaurs in it. I. I, I put it like this, okay? Um, <laughs> it's much easier to to destroy this film than it is <laughs> to really um, make it make sense, right? Thank you. But I think that's the fun of it. And that's why I say that it is as accurate as it's gonna be. And when you look at um, Super Marvel as a video game, the princess was a human princess. It wasn't a Goomba mm-hmm. princess, right? Um, mm-hmm, correct, and then there's 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 mushrooms, and then there's um, the I don't know are they alligators? I don't fully really know what the goomba. Uh... The
1: goombas are supposed to be mushroom, little mushroom men with a face.
4: Right, but but what about the ones with the teeth? What is that? Isn't that like an alligator or something? Oh, that's a dinosaur.
2: It's a Sorry. lizard of some kind. Yeah,
4: so this is of some kind. So this is what I'm. looking at us. So this is what I'm saying, right? There is no full <laughs> scientific accuracy to the film to defend, and there uh, doesn't I... need to be.
1: I agree. There is not a scientific accuracy. What, I, what I'd like to see is the movie or the games even, but especially the movie, play within the rules it established, right? For mm. instance, we talked about the evolution and the de-evolution. Um, you know, the main villain of this is, uh, uh, is, I, he's not really King Koopa, now he's President Koopa, um, you know, played by Dennis Hopper, doing his best Donald Trump impression, uh, right. which demonstrates that... Either the filmmakers were incredible prognosticators, or that Donald Trump has just always been the same megalomaniacal shithead his entire life.
4: It, but, it, it could be together.
1: both. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Koopa has this device which can evolve and devolve things like as he chooses, which is like kind of vague and inconsistent. Like you can be evolved and. Become really intelligent, like he does to Spike and Iggy, but apparently their appearance doesn't change. So, like, they'll evolve over time, but they look exactly the same, which is not what the rest of the evolution would suggest to us. Um, You can also be devolved into a Goomba, which is a creature with a giant body and a tiny dinosaur lizard face, but uh, which makes me really curious where that fits into the evolutionary line between Dano and man. But when, like, say, the king character gets devolved, He's devolved into a fungus, so in this world, man also evolved from fungus. And then if that's the case, like why does Daisy, as we mentioned, hatch from an egg? if she's the king's daughter, shouldn't she also be a fungus? why is a why is a fungus coming from an egg? You know?
2: uh, oh, defense is there an interior uh logic to this film.
4: I was just about to, I'm not a botanist, man. I can't. <laughs> really, uh, why one guy become dinosaurs and dinosaurs? Some dinosaurs become princesses and some dinosaurs become plumbers. I am not here to, to, to discuss the merits of that. I am here to discuss the merits of why this is a good film. Why this is a good film? No one asks the questions of why um, Bruce Willis and and Brad Pitt are hanging out in forty eight monkeys or whatever and the monkeys. And-
1: that's, that's the fourth one
4: 12
2: monkeys you know and it's the big, next 48 big,
4: monkeys they, they, they're going back in time back in time and at a certain point it's like well this doesn't make any fucking sense they've seen each other this is all one fucking thing but similarly with Mario brothers it doesn't make any sense but it's entertaining and i think that's what we go to the movies for. we don't go to the movies well some of us go to the movies to be educated but i think we go to the movies um <laughs> To have a good time and see Dennis Hopper with fucking cornrows, like that's fucking fun.
1: <laughs> I wish they were cornrows, um, but instead they're kind of they're kind of weird, spiky things. And and I mean, you know, we're talking about you know you know what makes a good movie, and it's like, yeah, you want to be entertained, but sometimes plot holes will take me out of the story. Like, you know, when Coop is defeated in the end, the King, who was a fungus, is magically restored to human form, but none of the Goombas get restored. Like, what's up with that? Um, They're all they're all fucking stuck as Goombas forever. Um, And, you know, speaking about the, you know, the plot, if you know, if there kind of is one, um, Koopa's plan doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like Koopa needs to kidnap Daisy from our world, right? Because she is secretly a princess who has a small fragment of a meteorite, which would let Koopa uh, merge the two worlds, the dino world and the man world. Um, However, we also see there's a portal that allows people to travel in between the worlds kind of freely, all that they like. That's why Iggy and Spike are able to travel in to kidnap the princess. Um, You know, it was sealed for a while. It becomes unsealed during excavation. Um, So if it's unsealed now, why can't Koopa just send an army of his Goombas through the portal and take over the human world? Like he doesn't Need to merge the worlds. He can just send some goombas through to take it over and make it his own.
2: Uh Defense, would you care to rebut any of this?
1: Um, I can't, I can't really rebut it. I mean,
4: there are some, there are some huge plot holes. There are some, some, some large plot holes. I. Oh, that's a good one.
2: That's a good one. This all has to stay. Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, I, okay, so one thing I could see is this, right? Like, um, instead of instead of using the tunnel, maybe the tunnel is just too easy, right? Maybe the tunnel is just too, uh, a solution. Cooper wants right? a challenge. Cooper <laughs> wants a challenge. I mean, again, look at the 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 blonde cornrows that look like ribbed spike things. Like, he doesn't he doesn't fully know what he's going for, and and he is. Uh, He's, <laughs> he's 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 going to make the biggest choice possible, right? Um, and I commend him for it. And I say, you know, it, all it does is it encourages me to go big or go home. Uh, why why take the easy route? Nothing worth is easy, you know? Um, uh, he didn't land on Dinah Hatton. Dinah Hatton landed on him. So he, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> He's crying. So you know he's just uh, trying to um, to to really uh, make a name for himself, and um, and uh, does it make sense? No, but uh, um, you know. Uh, I'd like the jury like, to
1: recognize that.
4: <laughs> I would like the jury to recognize how I said it. No, like I everything, mean, <laughs> it's, it's the it's the it's the connotation that it's like who cares? Who cares if it makes sense? Um,
2: Hashtag Koopa wants a challenge.
4: <laughs> Hashtag who wants a challenge.
2: I, I think that defense is basically,
4: you. it doesn't have to make sense. I think that's that's really where I'm going with this. But go ahead. Let's go.
1: Let's go. Uh, Your Honor, from my last exhibit, um, I'd like to call a witness. So, prosecution calls Mr. Mario Mario to the stand.
3: Hey, it's me, Mario.
2: we're going to get canceled again. <laughs> <laughs> Bailiff, will you swear the witness in?
0: Please place your hand on this copy of Nintendo Power Magazine from August 1988. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you, Shigeru Miyamoto? Sure. <laughs> so help you, Shigeru Miyamoto.
3: Whoa, I do! <laughs> oh, God.
1: Thank you, Bailiff. Uh, Mr. Mario, have you seen the 1993 live-action depiction of the Super Mario Brothers?
3: Yes, indeed, I have.
1: And... In your own words, would you please describe it to the court? (laughs) Please, Mr. Mario, we talked about showing some decorum.
3: Well, I'm sorry, but every time I think about that the film, I just get so angry. I mean, have you seen that stinking pile of shit?
1: Okay, please, if you could, name some of the specific things you found wrong with the film.
3: Oh, I don't know. Uh, how about everything? Uh, how about they had turned my uh, beautiful mushroom kingdom into some stupid uh, cyberpunk blade one uh, bullcrap? <laughs> uh, how about they turned a king of Koopa into some corny old Donald Trump wannabe politician? Uh, how about the fact that they tried to establish a parallel universe with dinosaurs evolved into men? That's not how evolution works, you pizones. I'm not just a plumber, and even I know that.
1: <laughs> and what did you think of your representation in the film?
3: A Maya representation? You mean uh, the fat balding a British guy they got to dress up as me? What a insult. Uh. Uh, what, they couldn't find any authentic Italian actors? And then there's Maya uh, brother Luigi, my sweet brother Luigi. They cast uh, some no-name actor from uh, Colombia with a no mustache. Can you uh, believe it? <laughs> Luigi Mario with a no mustache. And how come there's a, like a 20-year age difference between the two brothers? Like... What the hell, Hollywood pictures? If you have something to say about a Mario, you come and see it to my face. And the worst part of it all, they make us from a Brooklyn. A Brooklyn Can you believe it to me, Mario, an Italian American from a Brooklyn.
1: Wait, so you're not Italian American?
3: No, I'm an Italian from Italy.
1: I always thought you lived in the mushroom kingdom.
3: I do. I have a dual citizenship. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> yes, it is a very nice So, Mr. Mario,
1: what is it that made you agree to allow your likeness to be used in this film?
3: Well, I drove a dump truck full of money up to my house. What was I supposed to do? I'm just a frickin' plumber. I thought plumbers made good money. No, that is a filthy lie made up by those trade schools. If Mario could have go back in time, I've learned to code. Okay, good to know. (laughs) And one last thing. What is up with those Goombas in the movie? Goombas are supposed to be a tiny. I'm supposed to be able to jump on them. These freaking Goombas are a ten feet tall with little tiny lizard heads. Have these stupid filmmakers never seen a Goomba? Have they have even played any of my games?
1: No, I guess not.
3: They're not very hard to find, you know? I know. <laughs> I'm glad that stupid movie bombed at the box office, and now we don't have to <laughs> suffer through a sequel. All
1: right, thank, thank you, Mr. Mario. Uh, no more questions, Your Honor. Uh, defense, your witness? <clears throat> um yeah uh <laughs>
4: <laughs> Firstly come on I'm to made
3: a of time here <laughs>
4: I want to talk to Luigi, because I think Luigi would have a different um, <laughs> response I guarantee
2: you, Luigi, Luigi would sound exactly the same. <laughs> and Luigi sounds sound exactly the same. And that he only sounds like Mario when he says, it's a me, Mario. <laughs>
3: it's a me, Mario. You're trying to do this voice for <laughs> like, a- like a... <laughs> You're trying to do this voice for like a 20 minutes. Mario's
0: doing a voice
4: of... Mario's doing a voice. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Why did you... Sign off your rights to your image for this uh, film uh, where a Brit, well, you knew a Brit, you knew Bob Hoskins was, was signed on to the project and you knew a Puerto rican Colombian was doing Luigi, your little brother. So you, 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 you gave up your rights. You, you said, let's still do the film. And now, to me, it sounds like a bit of buyer's remorse here. So I'm just asking, what, 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 what made you sign on for these two that you didn't even want to, to portray you?
3: Uh, they tied me up in contracts before I even got any cast list. You think I got approval of the cast list? I'm nice just a frickin' nice. plum
4: You <laughs> that a little Irish now. I don't know what, Mario.
3: It is a hard voice uh, to sustain for any <laughs> length of time. But it's I your want,
4: voice, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah, I, yes, able to say it all the time. I want the jury to take into consideration that this might not even be Mario, and we don't <laughs> know. Yeah, you, how dare enough, you? We haven't enough background. We haven't you enough, don't, enough discovery
2: on, woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! <laughs>
4: on, on, who, this, on the, who this Mario character is. So <laughs> I, I, I say strike and dismiss. But <laughs> well,
2: apparently I would I would honor that, but I, I apparently don't have any power here. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. I mean, you, you know, Ronner I mean, I think we should just thank Mr. Mario for his time and his insight into this case, and of course for the years of entertainment uh, and heartbreak he brought to us all.
3: A lot of insight there. Thank you. Well, the, the pleasure she is all of mine, and I want to remember and remind everybody to uh, check out my one-man show, Alan Turing: A Life, uh, this Saturday at the Winter Garden Theater. <laughs> Mario out. Woohoo!
2: Woohoo!
0: Come back when you get a (laughs) real accent.
2: Ben's Scottish accent is much more consistent than that Mario. Your Honor, I'm just going to rest my accent.
0: accent. It's a completely separate person.
1: And I'm going to recess and and get a bottle of water.
2: (laughs) Uh, Since the uh, prosecution is rested, when we start back up, defense, you can start presenting your arguments.
4: Oh okay, okay. We're I, starting uh, back
1: up right now. Here you go. Okay, oh, that was defense. Bad. All right, great. The prosecution um, is
2: rested. Please present your arguments.
4: So um, we don't have any any witnesses. Um, probably <laughs> not that many people have even seen this film, but uh, we don't have too many witnesses. Uh, and I, I, I don't really have that many exhibits um, to present. I think most of my work was done in um, opening statements. I would I would say. Um, evidence of this being a good film is that we're talking about it right now. You know, I'd say that's exhibit A, is that it's still, you know, somehow on our minds. Um, I'd say another exhibit is, 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 it's like, you know, like the prosecution was saying, it's depiction of almost like a premonition of what the future leadership of this country would look like. And that is King Koopa, a.k.a. Donald Trump. And so um, the movie was not only before its time, but it was um, it was prophetic in its time. Um, More like
1: uh, pathetic.
4: Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, objection. I, I'm trying to present my evidence, and I'm kidding. what Thank you.
2: <laughs> hey Mario came back. Oh, God, back? back get him out of the studio get him out of here
4: um, so I would say those would be my two main pieces of evidence to, to present um, yeah yeah defense well can I rest now or do I still have to of course okay you. I will rest on that
2: defense rests both sides have rested their cases the attorneys will now present their closing arguments Mr. Bangs you may begin
1: Your Honor, esteemed members of this court, it seems apparently that our decent Super Mario Bros. movie is in another castle. This dark, (laughs) twisted bastardization of a beloved, timeless property failed not only critically, but commercially. It basically killed off any opportunities to adapt future Nintendo properties into live-action films for the next 26 years, when we finally got Detective Pikachu. Who knows what this cost us? We could have had Zelda the movie or Godzilla versus Donkey Kong. Christ, who knows how awesome Duck Hunt quacking skulls could have been. We'll never know. And we can never forgive Super Mario Bros. for doing this to us. Let's take away this movie's last life and make sure it can't continue with a very well-deserved guilty verdict. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Mr. Williams, please present your closing argument.
4: Uh, yeah, um, this has been a tough case, right? Like uh, the, the prosecution has, you know, they've presented some, some solid arguments. Um, I still <laughs> find it to be. <laughs> Shut Mario. up, Mario. He's got to give. Uh, but, you know, I find it to be still um, a cherished film. Um, and Bob Hoskins with a mustache is incredible. Um, everything about the film is a little quirky and it's it's just lighthearted enough uh, and just kind of cool enough. Um, and I don't think that it takes itself seriously and I don't think that we should take it too seriously either. You have to come at Super Mario Brothers with that same type of ch- child's gaze, right? Where it's like, yeah, I mean, there's potholes. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of physics and science that doesn't make any sense. There's there's a lot of no reason for a lot of things. Like, why are they going down a slip and slide of ice? I mean, there's a, there's a lot. But at the same token, it is, um, I think, it's still in, 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 in invigorating in a certain way, right? And then you bring up that Sonic the Hedgehog, and, like, that shit was horrible. And then I love Jim Carrey, but it just felt so wrong. But then I also had to realize just now, I saw Sonic the Hedgehog as an adult, after playing Sonic as a kid on, say, Genesis. Now I'm an adult, and I watched that, and I was like, this is trash. But I'm sure some kid <laughs> is is watching it like, oh, it's got all the elements. You know what I mean? And they're like, Jim Carrey's being Jim Carrey. And you know what I mean? Like, So I think we have to sometimes step away from some art and, and look at it from the context of when it was made, how it was made, where it was made, for who it was made, and not always look at it. Because, it, I mean you know, a lot of comedy doesn't age well, you know what I mean? A lot of shit doesn't fucking, uh, doesn't age well. Uh, you know, at least this doesn't have too many overtones of like rape or racism, you know, actually it's talking about the prison industrial complex, talking about the military industrial complex, talking about, you know, police and, and, and local government and government oversight and, and brutality. Um, I don't know, you know, I think, uh, I think we gotta, we gotta remove some of our adulthood when we watch certain things and, and yeah, that's all I want to say. With that, uh, I think that's all I got. Really. It's hard for me. Thank you.
2: Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
4: No, it's okay. It's just it's a hard film to defend. It's it's kind of trash. But I love it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you both. Miss members of the jury, Mr. Big Ben Hassler, Mr. Dylan J Schlender, and Mr. that's Mama Luigi to you, Ryan Luis Rodriguez. I don't even know what the fuck that means. You have all know. heard the facts he got- concerning this case. It is now up to you to determine if this film is guilty of being a bad movie. The bailiff will escort you to the deliberation room to render your verdict. I ate a must room once, but instead of growing twice my size, I puked my guts out and waked out behind a Kmart.
3: (laughs) That's a terrible (laughs) accent you got there!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now we just saw into the bailiff's life in a way that I'm not really sure we had before.
5: All right, everyone. As the foreman.
2: That is a silly voice to write.
5: Uh, I guess I could do the foreman instead the voice. Like, Hi, everybody! Okay. So. <laughs> not silly that, enough. Uh, I've, I've got nothing to the tank. All right. So. Uh, what if uh, Sylvester Stallone was the foreman? Maybe.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you <laughs> to keep that up, I can go with it. That's fine. Uh, all right.
5: <laughs> uh, so, you know, I just, no, I'm not doing that. Okay. So. Interesting case that we, we heard today. We had. Uh, A lot of vindictiveness from the prosecution. A lot of passion from the defense. Big Ben, I would like to hear your thoughts, please. Uh,
0: Okay. I had not seen this movie until recently. um, And I almost forgot literally everything about it. Like two days after I watched it, it is just so out there. And it's so jiltily cut that I, you know, not everything like flows into this like smooth narrative that just sinks into your brain. Uh, So like, like, I don't know what to make of it. It, it. It's clearly not an adaptation of Mario that I know, but I don't know how you would adapt those NES games into a film, especially in that era. But that that's not a point in its defense. Uh, just because you didn't have an answer for that doesn't mean you could do whatever the hell you want.
5: <laughs> I don't know. I think it might mean that you could do it exactly whatever the hell you want. That's, I mean, you know, it, that's... It's, it's just, it was there were some bizarre decisions, something that the defense said early that I really liked was how not only was it doing its own thing, but it still actually captured some of that early 90s aesthetic with those weird underground worlds that we saw in other movies. And that was not a connection that I had made or seen articulated before. And it resonated. I thought it was a good point. Uh, Ryan, where where are you? what are you thinking here? What do you think about the case we heard?
2: Uh, well, it was a strange one. I think we can all agree on that. From the Strange uh, case for a strange surprise, movie. <laughs> uh, from the surprise appearance by somebody who calls themselves Mario, but sounds <laughs> nothing like them. Yeah, it's uh, it a weird one. But uh, while I think that there's a lot of this movie that really doesn't work, I think that a lot of the production design elements, I think, are actually kind of clever, like the bob The Goombas are fucking adorable. I mean, come on, those things are so cute. And Yoshi is fantastic. Yoshi
0: was cute.
2: No, there, there was, like, this uh, This movie was expensive, and you can
5: definitely tell. Like, uh, those are very good effects, you know, and, uh, you know, Dino Hatton is pretty cool, you know. Like, there's a, it does have a lot going for it as far as what you're actually just, you know, seeing and, on the screen.
2: And they're trying something. They're not just sitting there and going, okay, well, whatever, let's just put this in there because it's in there. They're actually trying to make this into a narrative, and I guess it's on them that they couldn't do it, but really... Like Ben also said, like like what what other choice did they have in this matter?
5: You know what it kind of reminds me of. It kind of reminds me of uh, Popeye. You know they built that huge world for that huge city. You know they didn't have any money left over for the octopus or something, and everyone thinks Popeye's bad. But every time I, no Popeye Well, yeah, that's the thing. I went into Popeye here, always hearing about how bad it was, but I was just blown away. At the set design, I wouldn't say Mario Brothers like blew me away with the set design, but when you think about contemporary movies from '93 and you see the what's on the screen there, from like like a lot of it holds up today.
2: If you want to see the unforgivable version of this, it's Sonic the Hedgehog, where it's just Whoa. the laziest possible thing. Oh, really? It has no connection to the game whatsoever, but in a way that feels very triggering. But this, I get the sense that they're actually trying to make a movie, whereas Sonic the Hedgehog was trying to fulfill like a contractual obligation. This is people who are brought together to make this movie probably under duress, probably because they think that it could be like a stepping stone, but not kind of going out to make art, but actually trying to make real decisions. Right. I did Sonic
0: the Hedgehog. I guess, I guess I'm in the minority there. I didn't well, love in, it, but I didn't hate it. In 30
5: years, it'll be on Reels of Justice with our grandkids. They'll be talking about it. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> it, had actually, it
1: had really excellent reviews, Ben, compared, especially compared to this.
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: I, well, if you look at the contemporary reviews for
5: Mario, I just no one knew what this was. I think that's the thing. And, you know, the, the distance you get between movies, it's – we've been able to kind of refine how we view it, right? We're not watching this in the theater. It's not an opening weekend. We're not lined up around the block. This is something that you know you could throw on a streaming service. It's niche. So, I, yeah. I, you know, like, so, like, you don't have to watch it, right? That's the whole thing. and it, But it's out there for the people who do You that's don't it. have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You don't got to do anything. Yeah, I don't have to be in this journey. I don't, I don't have to, to
0: go and see David, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the sculpture of David. But, you know, it, that doesn't change the question of if it's art or not.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But I'm just saying I think you do reappraise the way you look at things like this. And I think this is one of those movies that maybe like, it was, maybe wasn't given a fair shake or maybe it was given a fair shake. And we just shake things different now. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> okay. Well, if, I, if I'm watching it in the nineties and I'm watching it as a kid, I, I, I don't like that argument. Cause I do think like kids don't have a lot of, you know, discerning ability though. If it's on TV and it's sort of aimed towards them and there's a lot of colors and a lot of movement, it's pretty good. Uh, so, you know, that's not, there's not a high bar to clear there if I'm watching it as an adult unironically in the 90s. You know, I don't I, I don't think I'd like it just for the same reason I don't think I'd like the Ninja Turtles. You know, I'm just watching it cuz my kids are into it.
5: I mean, that's that's definitely fair. I do I did see this movie basically when it came out when I was a kid. It was something that we would rent uh, every once in a while, you know. So it was it was in the rotation for me as a kid, so I did like it as a child. But yeah, it's it's a little hard to watch. As an adult, and honestly, like watching it, like I don't know if I'd even let Mike. Well, if you're watching it today,
0: watch you're just watching it as it. like an intellectual curiosity more than
2: anything.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's an it's kind of like one of those interesting uh, artifacts
0: yep. from the '90s.
2: Now it's one of the it's it's basically it's oh they fucking did that movie really. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I you wonder,
2: know. they haven't made another Mario since they haven't tried. <laughs> Here's why: well, there there is one coming. So I, is it really? Oh, wow. yep. From the guys who did Despicable Me, they're doing the Mario movie.
0: Is it uh, going to be like a CGI yeah. uh, sort of? Okay, Anime. well that's better because I think that that like fits the tone that you're aiming for a little bit better than the sort of '90s blockbuster.
2: I don't know. I, I still I appreciate the fact that they they tr- <laughs> they took a swing. I don't know if they made... They no, no, I, I, do. I do. I am with you on that. Defenses.
0: Uh, yeah, I did like that sort of Blade Runner-esque world. Like, I, there's nothing like this that I can really compare it to. Or like the T evolution machine creating Goombas. I have not seen that anywhere else uh, in my whole life as a movie watcher. Uh, so I do appreciate it on that front. Uh, I don't know that that makes it good. It does make it interesting.
5: I tell you, the de-evolution stuff scared me when I was a kid. I I was horrified that I could get turned into a goomba or a monkey, as the case may be. <laughs> that
2: monkey. scares me now. I'm scared thinking about it right now. Yeah, no, I would be turned into a monkey. I like my body. Monkey.
5: Yeah, I, it was. It was. It was weird. I mean, the plot I'm doesn't make sense
2: in, uh... as the prosecution
0: pointed out. Oh like, yeah, no, it makes yeah. sense.
5: Like, sense. <laughs> There was a, the plot holes were so big, you could have fit a whole Goomba army through it for free without having to worry about merging the universes for crying out loud.
0: And like um, the way it's cut, like I remember Mario was like running out of a room and like Daisy was like shouting instructions to him, like from, I guess the room they, they, they were just in because they didn't know how to edit it together in a way that made sense.
2: Now see, that actually improves in the director's cut. How so? It feels a lot less choppy uh, because this thing Oh, the whole thing? Oh. Like cut to shit.
0: I remember, like you, like, you look down at your phone while watching this thing, and all of a sudden you, like, glance up and you're like, wait, when did Mario get here? Why is he helping Luigi? I thought Mario was back at his office. What happened?
5: Yeah, no, there, there was some structural problems for sure. So I think we should start maybe looking at locking in some verdicts. What are you thinking, Ben?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. With all due def- uh, uh, respect to the defense, this is a guilty film. It is... Weird. It makes no sense. I'm a plot guy. This has no plot. Uh, it, it's it's an interesting film to watch, uh, but you know, so are a lot of films that we have found guilty in the past. Um, and just because it's bad doesn't mean it's not worth watching, uh, but it is bad. Guilty. Alright. Mama Luigi. Oh,
2: Ryan me? Luis Rodriguez. What are you thinking? Uh, Goomba's not guilty.
5: Goomba's <laughs> not guilty. And it comes down to me... I'm going to go Man I do I do like a lot of it thinking about it. I'm going to say not guilty. Yes. Yeah. Just, just because it's not bad, but you know, it's not great, but I will be watching this again. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, let's go out that's there. That's
0: the tell bar. That... Dylan will watch it again.
5: <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty fair. We've done a lot of movies on here that have absolutely no intention of watching again. That's for sure. All right, let's go out there and tell that very handsome judge.
2: Mr. Foreman, have you reached a verdict? We have, Your Honor. In the case of the People
5: versus Super Mario Bros., we find the defendant not guilty.
2: <gasps> Woo! The That's verdict bullshit. is so rendered. That's bullshit. Okay. <laughs> right. Sure. The verdict is bullshit. so rendered. Even in my infinite wisdom, simply even I didn't even believe that Super Mario Brothers could be found innocent. So boy, is there egg on my face. Court <laughs> is adjourned.
0: This is Nuke Pucum reporting to you live outside the reels of justice. Maynard Bangs, would you care to share your thought on the jury's verdict?
1: It's a dark day for the Reels of Justice. It, it, it proves the system does not work, which I guess we already knew about the system. Um, you know, once again, uh, a guilty party has been let free off into the world to hurt more people. And I just gotta say, I gotta, I'm i gonna lose sleep at night uh, for the fact that I, I couldn't stop it. Um, So,
0: it, it, a, a dark day. I feel you, man. I feel you. And here comes Neruda Williams. Excuse me. Could we get a word on how you feel about today's verdict? I, I I feel
4: amazing. I feel um uh I feel like justice has been done. I feel like you know sometimes what 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 is what is perceived to be wrong is actually right, and uh what we what we think we know we do not. And right now this is a perfect example of of some type of stereotyping of what is and isn't good and what is and isn't bad. And what we find is that at the end of the, end of the day, it's about merit. It's about character. And this film has characters.
3: How can you Thank accuse you. us of doing any stereotyping on the show?
2: <laughs> Get out of here,
0: you. Thank you very much. This is Nuke Pukum signing off. Let's go to the studio for a post-trial analysis. congratulations man
4: <laughs> yeah very well done very well done oh thanks man i mean that was um uh, that was fun man i mean i i wasn't prepared as much as you guys because you guys have like a whole you guys have like a whole, whole screenplay going <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh yeah I was, ridiculously crafted <laughs>
0: <laughs> i
4: was like yo i feel like i'm improving with a sketch going but it was great you know, i i think i held my own and I, i'm glad that i could convince you guys it's 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 a it's a film that's not bad. It's a bad film that's good. You know, it's a it's a good bad film. I don't even know. How you, put it, you
1: know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think it that's the case. Time. I think I think it's an entertaining bad movie. And like, if I want to put on a bad movie uh, and be entertained, this is this is one that I would put on. Of course, that still makes it a bad movie, but bad movie, yeah. eh, well, the system doesn't work. Um, yeah. But no, it was still a, was still a fun trial. Uh, and I think if we can get Howard the duck off, I can live with this, uh, going off as well. Now, I
2: still don't know how we did that.
1: Hey, uh, Howard the duck's still better than this. So. Uh, Oh no.
5: Naruto. strong disagree. This is much better than Howard
3: the duck. No, No, I, I, I agree. Listen, I want to know what's been keeping Neruda busy. Neruda, what's been keeping you busy?
4: Okay. Um, so. He accidentally watched Howard the duck. I uh I actually had Rob, he worked on something with me that I still haven't fully completed, but I intend to um which is like a it's like a little mini thing where it's basically probably gonna be like a TikTok thing where like I, I do um old nineties sitcoms um intros and it's about being in COVID and most of the jokes are just put on a mask. Um and that's what's probably gonna be called. It's uh, you know, Mr. Covid, put on a mask. Um and um You can probably find that eventually on like YouTube and just random places. I also am running a monthly or weekly um, clubhouse, Facebook Live, and Twitch Live. I'm like an old man, like trying to figure out how all this shit works. But like, uh, (laughs) on those interwebs,
0: you know what I'm talking about.
4: (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, right, guys? Uh, Where I play vinyl records, like my comedy vinyl records. I have like a collection. Maybe about a hundred and I constantly buy more when I can. Um, right now I'm in a refill spot, but um playing those whenever I can every Sunday night at nine on Clubhouse, Facebook Live, Twitch, and YouTube Live. That's the other one. Um, well, on the YouTubes. And YouTube's. and then, you know, um, when I feel comfortable enough doing a little stand up, I don't have anything that I can really say that I'm doing anytime soon, so I'll leave that. To your curious fingers.
1: Oh, good. No. Now, as far as the uh, the comedy albums, like, do you have um, do you have any of the old Python ones where, uh, like, the Monty Python albums where, like, the the album was kind of double, like, there was the the album was like double sided on one side, like, depending on where you put the needle, you would hear different tracks. Yeah, it actually has three sides. Yeah,
2: it is the only time that's ever been done. I don't
4: know if I have that. I don't know if I have that. I do have a Python record. I don't know which one of it is, I gotta find it. But yeah, I do have my um, quite a record. Like um then I have some some other British stuff too. Um and I I have some classic, like a lot of classic uh most of my vinyl is from well you know they stopped kind of printing comedy vinyl around what like 92, 93? Like the like yeah, out that
0: long. <laughs> yeah I mean
4: right like I think you can you can if you got a record deal with like a big time major music company like you know, Sony or something, you could get a vinyl pressing. But they were just pressing CDs, and now they pretty much just do digital. Um, so, but yeah, most of my vinyl is from, like, you know, um, it's got to be, what, the 40s through, I want say, like, early to mid-80s. So it's, like, Carlin, Henny Youngman, um, you know, Moms Mabelie, Pryor, Gregory, you know. Uh, Red Fox? Teaching- Red Fox, Cheech Chong. Um, I got uh I got Woody I got a couple of Woody Allen albums, one double or quadruple album which is really big um of his stand up, you know. I got a Howie Do Mandel. St-
1: Do you still have the Cosby stuff or have you gotten rid of it? No, I still got the
4: Cosby stuff. Okay. Now, we'll play it too. I you know what? And this is what I was talking about too. It's like part of that project is just like First of all, I don't really get to listen to vinyl that often, right? Like, how I'm not an old man. I, well, I'm not some old-timey dude, but I am getting old. But, you know, I don't get to just sit down with a cigar and, you know, by a fireplace and play the old records, you know? So this gives me a reason to do it. And I want to play guys that are so-called canceled because you really can't cancel it, right? And Cosby mm-hmm. is hilarious, man. I know what he did was wrong, and he is a monster. But at the same token, you know, those albums are, you know, they're the, they're the building blocks to what we see as stand up today. So yeah. it's, you know, yeah.
1: And not a cent of those albums that you spent is going to him anyway. So anyway,
4: right. Yeah, right. So, you know, so there's that. Separating yeah. the yeah. art
1: from the artist. I'm good with that, especially with someone like Cosby's, because as he inspired so many people to also create great art as well. And now, um, I know right now there's really no stand up going on, everything's really shut down, but are there plans for you to revive? Um, you know, uh, was the Harlem Comedy Festival again? Um,
4: the stand-up is happening, but I don't want to say it's not happening, but
1: yeah, I still feel like it's a little bit too soon for everyone to
4: be jumping into trying to pretend like things are still the same, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I understand that there's a vaccine out. I'm vaccinated. Uh, I understand that people have been wearing masks and social distancing and quarantining. I understand all of that. And I understand that that um, the, the infection rate has lowered. I understand all of that. But I still feel like if we go back to how cramped and on top of each other we were um, a year and a half ago, two years ago, uh, we, we run the risk of doing more damage than and and, and taking back all of the progress that we've made. So for me, it's like running a festival means that people have to be near each other for the most part. And so I don't know if I'm ready to bring that back just yet. I think what we're, we're going to do is we're going to try to transition into like an app type of system where people can um, post their um, clips that they would have been sending in as submission videos. And for, you know, for a couple bucks, like a dollar or two, they can post their video, have a little profile, and then we can have, um, industry, uh, see their work and be able to engage with them and hire them for whatever or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, um, And there may be a QR code for regular people to be able to visit and, like, view people's stuff um, and help you gain some type of, you know, um, following and or some type of push. Uh, So that might be, like, a way that we kind of pivot uh, with the Hong Kong Festival temporarily. Because, obviously, eventually I want to get back to everyone getting drunk with each other, you know, meeting Mm -hmm. people, doing shows, you know. Spitting, hugging, kissing, fucking, doing drugs—the whole fucking thing.
5: <laughs> yeah. For now, no, we gotta exactly.
1: Hold on. No, definitely. It uh, it would be great when we all can uh, get back together and party a little bit. Um, you know, just like you were saying with the fucking and the fistin' and the, everything you said. <laughs> uh, now, uh, now we always ask our guests for a recommendation of a movie you think our listeners should check out. What is a movie you think people should see?
4: Okay, so one film. From- I would say right now I'm in a very black history space. So, one film that I'd say we, uh, I, I would say that everyone should be checking out is Rosewood. I don't know if you, anybody's seen it, but it stars Demi. John Green Singleton Rainier. one? Uh, it's John, it might be a John Singleton film. John is Singleton it
2: 97? Because if it is, then that's, I think Demi is beloved. So, yeah, I think he did Rosewood.
4: Okay, yeah. Um, and John Voight is in it. Yes. Yes. Um, good movie, good movie. Um, and that's based on a real, real, real thing that really happened, um, and uh, and it's it's one of the final um, massacres like that. But it, those massacres have been happening yearly um, since emancipation, and um, it's a very important film because of that. It's one of the few films that depicts what what those were like. You know, people think it's just you know, random black dude ran into a bunch of drunk white boys and shit happened. But no, it was a lot of situations like that, mostly that um, were running rampant all throughout North and South America, uh, North America, you know, post emancipation, you know, after slavery. So um, yeah,
1: I and that's, that's, that's in the, Rosewood, Florida, and that's uh, New Year's Day, nineteen twenty-three.
4: Right, 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 not, not that. It's long one ago. of the few things that survivors and descendants of that actually do get a form of reparations from the government because one of the few. Th- um, Things that the government actually recognizes as a as an atrocity on Americans by Americans.
1: Damn. Okay. No, that seems like a very um, important movie for for people to check out. Uh, ben, you 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 get to go next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben, you, you uh, don't have that one. Up. No, that I up. have, I have one, but I can't follow that. So you have to go.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, going on the theme of video game adaptations, and Lord knows there weren't many decent ones to choose from. I'm going with 2018's Tomb Raider, starring Alicia Vikander. Uh, I'm a self-admitted uh, absolute sucker for archaeology adventure films. Uh, even when they feature crystal skulls, they're still pretty fun. And this one isn't any ah. exception. Uh, Alicia Vikander really transformed herself uh, into the role, and her action sequences feel very kinetic. The film as a whole isn't what the Angelina Jolie films were trying to do. Uh, So yeah, if you haven't seen it, give it a stream. Even though I fully expect to remain on the minority on this one.
1: (laughs) I like it. Very possible, true. The cover looks good though. I'll give it that. Um, But okay, Ben, since you want to put me on the hot seat, I'll go next. And uh, going off our discussion of Nintendo properties turned into films, uh, my favorite still has to be Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back from 1998. First off, I love the cocksure attitude they have to name it, the first movie. I mean, imagine the set of Pokeballs on the producers to just (laughs) assume they'd make more. We just don't see enough bravado like that these days. Uh, It's basically an extended episode of the TV series, which I grew up on and frankly still adore, even if it does bring me dangerously close to Big Ben's level of weebishness. I apologize for nothing.
0: It's an anime. It's an anime.
1: (laughs) Of course, uh, this movie will always be remembered for the now infamous Christ-like Mewtwo quote, I see now that the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. But still, this movie is pure nostalgic heroine straight to the veins, and I always love it for including my dude Don Fan in the introductory battle because Don Fan is sweet as hell. Uh, it's currently streaming on Hoopla, whatever the fuck that is, but there is also a shot for shot CGI remake currently available on Netflix called Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. However, for pure maximum nostalgia, I have to recommend you choose to watch the original.
2: Oh, boo. Man, man. Oh, boo, (laughs) Fuck y'all. All All that for that one joke. Fuck y'all. Ryan, you can go. Uh, I actually don't have a recommendation this week, so instead, I will direct people to Internet Archive, where you should look for Super Mario Bros., The Morton Jangle Cut, which uses the original work print of the film, intercut with scenes from the finished film in higher resolution. It's kind of an effort to salvage the director's original vision, but it doesn't end up making much of a difference except for adding about 15 minutes to the runtime. but as an act of cultural anthropology it's pretty fascinating so again that's internet archive super mario brothers the movie we just talked about the morton jenkel cut
1: and yeah they called the morton jenkel cut who they were the the married couple that directed the movie but they Not had no morton input and
2: Annabelle jenkel.
1: Yeah, they had no input to this cut. Um, no, they said not. it's It's mostly fan-produced. And, um, yeah, I watched it, and I got to say, the only thing I really... I do like uh, they cut Iggy and rap, and Spike's rap song yeah, I was from surprised the final. That. But I actually thought it made the most narrative sense, because otherwise you never have that turning point for Iggy and Spike to... To turn on Koopa—that's their—that's their realization and revelation that that they should be emancipated and turn on Koopa. And yeah, it's you know if you listen to the cut, it's the song's not produced. I'm sure there would be music and they would be touch-ups and it might sound more decent because um, obviously it's just like raw in the studio. Them just going. straight
2: off the work print,
1: right? Exactly, no, no um, polish whatsoever. But I actually would like to see it included in the final. realistic cut of the film because without it i think iggy and spike's turn really has no no source or origin exactly
5: you know when i was a kid i just always assumed oh they're smart now and they realize koopa's the bad guy (laughs) yes well but
1: but also mario and luigi do tell them when like when they meet in the desert like hey you're being played um but that's you know the song is them putting it together for themselves
5: no you're Mm. right the song actually does kind of stitch it together yeah. As far as those kind of rap songs go, you know.
1: Right. Yes, it, you know, yeah. It's it's okay. it's, it's an early I, 90s quote. Unquote, I rap get song. why You
5: might as well start with my
4: name is Iggy and I'm here to say, right. "I'm <laughs> Kuba, ain't no way."
1: <laughs> uh, Neruda, what are you saying?
4: No, I was just saying like no, I agree. Like I was like you might as well have been like on some, you know, Jay Message shit cuz it's like it, I get why they cut it because it, it feels even though I, I love your understanding of it, but it does feel too too on the nose, too too hacky a little bit, right? Mm. No matter what it's explaining, As though,
5: to the rest of the subtlety the movie has. Right? <laughs> That's no, true. Right? true. I
4: mean, we've already decided it. We've already made the, the judgment, sir. Okay, it's not. <laughs> okay? True. Stop it, is, it. it is.
1: It's not guilty. It's not what? a bad movie. Thanks to a, you, Dylan. Thanks I, to your I fucking like, ass. I like
5: the lack of subtlety. <laughs> oh, that's funny.
1: You'll never live this down. Oh,
4: but but let me just say, um, on top of I'll everyone, well. definitely seeing Rosewood. But since Ryan didn't pick one, you know what's so great? because we're doing video game movies, Mortal Kombat. The new Mortal Kombat I thought was pretty fucking dope.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed oh, it. It's got a divided audience because I know a lot of people were mad because you don't actually get to see a tournament. Oh, yeah. And the main character's a bitch. (laughs) And Goro ends up being kind of a bitch, too. But I love everything Scorpion and Sub-Zero in it. They were
0: great. Yeah, when it opened, uh, I was like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is really cool. It it did go downhill for me, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the guy who plays Sub-Zero
5: is used much better in the TV show Warrior.
0: Yeah, you're right. But the I, scorpions of I mean, zero like stuff. Even at the end, it was pretty cool. Um, but I,
1: but I did like it. Um, I don't think, and that's um, one of those cases where I would not have gone to see that in the theaters. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I could just stream it at home was that on HBO Max, I think. Yeah, um, that it made me see like the movie. Easy. That's you know? true. That's true. Uh, yeah, and I and I wouldn't have otherwise. So uh, a good thing D-body? for home streaming.
5: All right, I actually have the recommendation that brings it all together. (laughs) Even Rosewood. Wait for this. You're going to love it. (laughs) It's true. Because what if I told you that my recommendation this whole time is the The first feature film to star an African-American comic book superhero. That's right. I'm talking about Spawn 1997. (laughs) If you like John Leguizamo movies that are bloated with special (laughs) effects like Super Mario Bros., look no further than Spawn. Don McFarlane's <laughs> titular character went a long way to defining the superhero genre as it's understood today for better, but ultimately for so much worse. <laughs>
2: yes <laughs> but that's a goodie, man he eats pizza with maggots on it people yeah. Maggots. Oh, I, I know and i know he really did it too that's now the i thing.
5: i know we have some discerning listeners out there saying was it meteor man the first black but it's not bro? a con yeah, he is but, but it's not a, a comic book comic book not a comic right. book that's, 1993
1: that's the- is meteor man
5: Yep. so that's the key and now since Ryan didn't recommend something I'm also going to recommend Meteor Man <laughs> from 1993
1: because <laughs> that, that movie's dope I absolutely love it and but you know what is, since yeah. R- since Ryan didn't recommend anything I'm going to recommend Spawn <laughs> the Animated Series yeah because <laughs> Spawn the Animated Series is probably what the Spawn movie should have been and if uh, they had yes. just had John Leguizamo in the Animated Series mm. that'd be dope as
5: shit oh that would be great
1: yeah, Spawn the great. Animated Series is like Batman, the animated series, if they never had to worry about children watching it.
5: Right. No, that's a, that's a great way of describing it, actually. It's very good. It's very Dude, adult David,
1: too. Like I, oh, so I good. I was bad they took it yes. off. So, and with that, we are all out of show, but I want to thank our guest, Neruda Williams, for joining us. Thank you so much, and we'd love to have you back. Thank you. I will.
4: I will. I would love
1: to. And we hope everyone else will join us again soon as well, as the reels of justice keep turning.
2: Meteor man! Woohoo! Woo-hoo!
0: Please follow us on Twitter at Reels of Justice, Instagram Reels of Justice, and Facebook.com slash Reels of Justice.